Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. If you're like me, you listen to this podcast on Wednesday mornings when it comes out. And if that's true, now is maybe not the time for you to be drinking Pickney Bend Distillery whiskey. Unless, again, unless you're in Australia, in which case. In which case, it's Saturday there, I think. Yeah. And so go crazy. I think it's actually two Saturdays from now. <laughs> it's so. uh, the timeline is so confusing, <laughs> but yeah, but it, wherever you are, if the time is right for you, then it's right for Pickney Ben. That's their slogan. If the time is right for you, it's right for us. Is what mm, they like yeah. to say. And so if you, if you, so go, so, so go to Schnooks, <laughs> uh-huh. and if they say we're not open yet, you say, <laughs> but the podcast gets released at six a.m. And it was pretty clear that I needed to come to Schnooks to buy Pinkney Bend. This podcast gets released locally, Central Time, at 3 a.m. So you can oh go to God, Schnooks even does. earlier. <laughs> you could say, <laughs> open up. Now, no one will be there, but um, if you have a special brick, you can get into that, that Schnooks <laughs> and you can get yourself a bottle of Pinkney Bend whiskey. And you won't regret it. Mm-mm. It will be the best whiskey you have before you never see daylight again. You will be the only person that doesn't regret your decision for Schnooks at three <laughs> o'clock right. in the morning. Your family, they're not going to love it. No, uh, the Schnooks crew, mm-mm, definitely not. Definitely not. But you, that's gonna that's gonna tide you over for however many years you spend in prison, mm-hmm. and uh, it's worth it. It's worth every it's worth every penny. And we uh, just heard actually, this is good news for our Chicago listeners. Those of you who are like me and living in Chicago, they are uh, going to be in Chicago soon. They just sealed the deal with Binnies, I think. And so get ready, Chicago. This isn't helpful for like Genie in Denver, but this is good for me personally <laughs> and my friends here. Um, so congratulations to us, I guess, is the point of this ad. Anything to add to that? You should. We should just feed um, like jump off points to uh, Chat GPT yeah. and let Chat GPT do the ad for us. Does it do voices yet? Does it like, will it? It, do- it doesn't. God, I hope it never does voices, but no. <laughs> I imagine it would sound like James Spader or something like that. Oh, I, really I love don't. you. Yeah. Leave your wife for me, Kevin Roos. <laughs> I love you. I don't know whether I would want like an AI to have like a really scary voice like James Spader or like um, Scarlett Johansson. Was it Scarlett Johansson yeah. and her? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which I would rather have. I think I would rather have James Spader because you're yeah, not falling so. for that. You know, you're yeah. not going to be lulled into a sense of like, <laughs> it's not going to be a security blanket. That's going to be a blanket yeah. that smothers you to death. And you know yeah. it. James Spader's like, I think we should go down to the docks after midnight tonight. I'll be like, no, thank you, James Spader. What are you doing tonight? Would you like to go to the docks with me? Yeah. No, James, Scarlett I don't. Jo- Scarlett. Yeah. 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 Scarlett, I'm, I'm already there. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I can't find my keys. <laughs> Help me find my keys. <laughs> I'm so just running we'll there as fast as I can on my feet. Uh, yeah. She's, she, her voice would be the most dangerous for sure. Yeah. It's hard to think of a voice that would be more dangerous than Scarlett Johansson's. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure... I mean, at this point, Chat GPT basically like web crawls everything mm-hmm. and like just scrapes everything off the internet. So I'm sure Chat GPT is listening to this podcast on a weekly basis and scraping it and thinking, Scarlett Johansson, most convincing AI voice. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> but we do love every subscriber we can get. And if you would like to be like Chat GPT, you can go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on whatever uh, app you listen to podcasts on. However you want to scrape us, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and James Spader somewhere is listening going, ah, oh, yes. Scrape you.
everybody. Welcome to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and that's the energy I'm bringing today. Hello. <laughs> you looked startled when I said that, Patrick. <laughs> it scared me. It was really loud in my head. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is a podcast, and it's a good podcast, where every week I tell my good friend Patrick Dean a real ghost story from real history, and uh, he, just, he, he rolls his eyes through most of it and does that yeah. little shrug thing that he just did. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I'm, I mean... They're, they're good parts. They're parts I enjoy. They're parts I look back on. But, um, <laughs> Fondly. You, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's really all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, here we've got a new Instagram follower. Wow. So how many are we up to now? We are up to 285. I think that's called a micro-influencer. 285? It's not 2.85. That's uh, that sounds weird. like it would be closer. Like <laughs> no, me and you and one of our moms. That'd yeah. be <laughs> And now Robert Davis. So hello Robert. Thank you. Hi hi Robert. Thank you, Robert. This claps for you. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. All right. One, two, three. Oh God, no. I don't so ever good. want to do the clap again. So good. I never want to do the clap. I've done again. like five claps in a row. It's your turn. I know. I know. I've been I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what I say about you all the time. Mm-hmm. Spoiled little clapper. I spoil. <laughs> you know my friend Patrick, my spoiled little clapper. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Is he like a doll or something? What are you talking? Yeah, sort about? of. In some ways, and in some ways, not. some ways he's a real boy. <laughs> um. um. Before we get started today, we have some really exciting news. Actually, this is legitimately exciting news for everyone except maybe Patrick. I don't. I don't, this, is my, I, <laughs> this is not the most exciting news I've ever heard. I'll be honest. We are going to do our very first live show, and it's coming up rather quickly. Um, let me look at the calendar here. We are going to be, and it's a big one. It's a big. We're going to be at C two E two in Chicago. Uh, we are. It's a. If you don't know what C two E two is, it is a massive comic book and entertainment convention, and uh, we have been asked to do a live show there on Friday night, March thirty first. Uh, I believe the time. I don't know what time it is. I don't want to say the time because I don't remember. <laughs> we'll reveal the time next week when we remember the time. <laughs> That's right. The schedule definitely goes live after this recording, but before it's posted. So you know what? We should we don't have to, we can't do all the work. You go look. You you go. You yeah, you, you get off your schedule. dead ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, we're gonna be at C2E2, which I'm excited about. Patrick looks like he's gonna throw up. I mean, I have a few months to throw up here, so it's it'll be fine. Yeah, it's not. It's it's oh. it's one month. What do you mean one month? It's uh, end of March, and we're in February right now. It's cl- it's pretty soon. Close. You know That's what? I'll just soon. tell you that it's end of May, but I'll, yeah. and I'll I'll do your travel and stuff. That's perfect. There's so, so much time between now and the end of May. Yeah, not, like so many things could happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's definitely <laughs> the end of May, Patrick. Awesome. Great. And cool. you, I'm writing that down. when you are kidnapped and uh, there's a black hood put over your head and you wake up in Chicago, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's a normal, I mean, normal thing. Yeah. I mean, as long as someone's paid for my drinks, they can, <laughs> they can take me wherever. So if you're in Chicago or around Chicago, or if you're coming to Chicago for C2E2, uh, come see us live. What a time. What a time to be a live uh, doing <laughs> our very first live show on quite a stage. Um, All right. Well, are you too sick now to do a show, or are you feeling okay? No, I, I, I've got months now to put this on the show. So <laughs> much better now than I was like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Well, that's good, because I have a, I have a story. It's exciting. For you today. Mm-hmm. And what you're really going to like is it's got 
Uh, it's got a lot of opportunity for accents. <laughs> I can think of at least two of our viewers that have just turned the podcast off. We don't have many people reach out to us with notes at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, they, most people probably think that we're pretty much you know, far gone enough that notes aren't really going to help anything. And they're right. <laughs> I can't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there have been uh, more than one who <laughs> who have erroneously thought they could tell us to please stop doing accents. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate that. We love listener feedback. We love you guys. Our audience is, is you're why we do this. And yeah. we will no not ideas, listen to reason. Yeah, no ideas are bad ideas. Right? Yeah. 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 Except for that idea. That idea. So we're going to do That's more accents, one. I think, is mm-hmm. the plan here. Are we? <laughs> well we're going to do more accents patrick <laughs> oh my god oh my god i don't know why you turned into dick van dyke so quickly but i'm very impressed <laughs> which dick van dyke shows are you watching uh mary poppins which ones are you watching <laughs> clap that's my um mary poppins dick van dyke impersonation do you like it <laughs> You watch like five seconds of Mary Poppins. Yeah, and I get so bored. That's enough. <laughs> I'm watching them stamp the sweeps. It's all I need to see. Don't move. Don't move a muscle. This is the chalk sound. Right. Mary Poppins. Oh, man. Pretty good, right? That's easily the best accent in the history of cinema. It's just... <laughs> it's, it's very good. I thought, oh. I thought for a second you were going to say that my version of that accent was the best version of Dick Van Dyke outside of Dick Van Dyke that you'd heard. That's not where you went though. That's okay. No, I mean, outside of the Dick Van Dyke actual performance. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Okay. Thanks. I mean, you're, you're emulating, you know, the great. So that's right. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong when you're basking in that glow. Um, so this is, (laughs) this is different though. So this is a story (laughs) that, uh, well, it, you know what? It's not too different though. Brush up on, brush up on that general kind of accent, Pat, because, I want to tell you the story that begins with Raymond Legros. Mm-hmm. Now, Raymond Legros was a... Is this another n- Australian one? C- nope. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I'm sorry. Raymond Legros. There, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. He was a Norman knight in the 12th century. Mm. Uh, so he was from France, from the Normandy region. And uh, one day, Raymond said... <laughs> I am leaving Normandy. I will sail to where it is warm always, and there are beaches. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> uh, then he went bounding away with his little, with his little skunk tail painted on his back. And yeah, that's right. Beautiful. <laughs> so he gets in his boat and he sails to. Um, let's just say it on the count of three. So if you're in France and you want to go somewhere mm. that's like nice and warm and beaches. You have a you know, picture a place. I'll give you a few seconds, and we'll just say it at the same time. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he got in his boat, and he sailed to one, two, three. Ireland. Norway. Okay. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> you out-Irelanded me with Norway. <laughs> it's pretty good. So he goes to Ireland, and Raymond arrived on the Hook Peninsula, mm-hmm. which is in County Wexford. Um, I guess, like the, like, the only nice thing about the beaches in Ireland, now that I think of it, I mean, it's probably very peaceful because no Irish person is going to set foot on a beach. Oh, they so would probably, burst into yeah. flames. I think. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I, guess, I, I think it's why they actually, they filmed like most of 28 days later on the beaches of Ireland. Cause it was just a lot easier to do it that way. <laughs> They're already so clear. No, <laughs> totally fine. Um, I've been to I've been to Ireland and I've been to the coast of Ireland. I don't know if it has any beaches, actually. <laughs> it's just like 
grass, sheep, rocks, water. It's uh, lots yeah. of rocks. It's lots of water. It's lots of sheep. And mm. uh, that's all I saw. But uh, so, so, <laughs> so County Wexford is, I'm just, I was going to look this up earlier, but I'm doing it now instead. It's in the southeastern part of Ireland. It's basically like a straight shot south of Dublin. Mm-hmm. Right in the southeastern corner there is Wexford. And that is where uh, you will find the uh, this place, which I need to go back to my notes because I forgot the name. <laughs> Can't look at map and notes at the same time. Yeah, and that's where you'll find the Hook Peninsula. So Raymond Legros arrived there in 1170, and he claimed some land. I mean, yeah. What a Why time. You you just, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just showed up here, and uh, this is mine now. <laughs> His like, cl- this is my Airbnb. Yeah, but it's my <laughs> Airbnb now. So, Wink. And he built a small castle there, as one does. Uh, by himself? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. He's, People were a lot hardier back then. They had more grit back then. <laughs> <laughs> they, they knew how to just, like, hew stones out of mm-hmm. the mountain back then. Like, is, is this one of these nights that has, like, a, like an entourage with them? Like, I'm sure. I mean, you know. Yeah. One of them is, is doing kind of, the coconuts and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Probably a very generous term for people that follow after you and do your bidding, <laughs> build castles for you. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. I, you know, I, your entourage. Sure, I do know what you mean. I'm American. I know what you mean. Um, so he built. He had a small castle built there. I guess is maybe yeah. a better. Are you happy now? Uh, I am. Better actually, yeah. And he wanted. So <laughs> he wanted to be accepted into Irish society, which is, and mm-hmm. it's important to note. That, so this is. This is a part of Ireland that even today is very rural, I think. And mm. it's not it's not Dublin. You know, it's not there's not a lot of society folks out there. And this was in 1170. So I, there's no one there. <laughs> but he wanted to be accepted into Irish society, whatever the fuck that meant there. Mm. So he changed his name. Mm. He went from Raymond Logro to uh, I guess he kept his first name. I didn't I don't know his first probably Raymond. Hmm. But his last name was Redmond. And he would go hmm. around the countryside saying, Hi, I'm Raymond Redmond. Nice to meet you. <laughs> of the Ireland Redmonds, you know. <laughs> so that went on for a while. And then a couple hundred years later. <laughs> Until he met everybody. And then he came back to the castle and was like, okay, what's next? Yeah. He, he went around. He introduced himself to everyone. <laughs> uh, and a couple hundred years later, in the year 1350... Redmond's descendants built uh, a newer castle. It was a better castle. Yeah. Renovated it. Upcycle. Sure. Sure. And incidentally, 1350, this was during the Black Death. Oh. I would imagine you want a real good, strong castle during the uh, bubonic plague. Like, no one's getting in here. Hey, you. Okay. Stay out. (laughs) Everyone, everyone stay out. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) How long this go on, but I need everyone to stay out of here. Yeah. Forever. Yes. So they built a castle that did a pretty good job. I okay. So, <laughs> so the Redmond family owned this property for a total of like five hundred years. Um, there's a whole history, and I will. Here's what I'll say: If you want to be, if you, if you ever feel like you've had enough of living, and you would like to die by boring yourself to literal death, <laughs> there's a really good Wikipedia article I can send you. It goes into this like painful detail about the castle and all these various attacks on it during the Irish Confederate wars. 
But I do want to highlight a few things <laughs> <laughs> for our purposes here. Um, well, first of all, so the Irish Confederate Irish Confederate Wars. That was when um, Britain. Uh, I'm sorry, is when England was trying to take over mm-hmm. Ireland, mm-hmm. Uh, as they do every couple hundred years. Correct. So, and yeah. uh, so, they apparently there's some tension there. I don't know. I learned a lot today. Interesting. Yeah. I can't imagine what for. <laughs> And during the Irish Confederate Wars, this castle got the shit kicked out of it. (laughs) So the Irish Confederate Wars, they started in 1641. And then in 1643, the English army built a garrison in Ireland on Mm -hmm. Waterford Harbor um, that ended up housing about 300 Englishmen, okay, soldiers. Okay, yeah. And Redford Hall, this castle was very clearly within sight of this garrison. <laughs> <laughs> this is like like the like the target practice or the whole garrison. Yes. Like I I, I want you to sight in, you know, your guns or your bows and arrows or your what what, what year is this again? This is uh 1643. No, your spears. Uh, what, whatever it is you're using. Your, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your trebuchets. trebuchets. Would you sight them on oh, for that that that, uh, that Irish castle right there on the horizon. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so it's it's so amazing. So you have this garrison, 300 English soldiers who are there to conquer Ireland. Mm-hmm. And all they see every day <laughs> is this like one <laughs> tiny castle uh, in the middle of nowhere. And so every day these English soldiers are looking at it and they're like, we could take that. We could, oh, yeah. we could take that castle easy. <laughs> there's, there's so many of us. Yeah. There's so many of us. Yeah. And there's not many. This isn't like a fortified castle. There's not yeah. many people there. So one day they're like, fuck it. Let's take that castle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The English captain of the garrison, his name was Anthony Alston. And again, this this isn't particularly relevant to the story, but it's so good that I thought you would like to know it. Mm -hmm. So the the captain, Anthony Alston, he brings 90 of his men and he brings two small cannons to the castle. (laughs) Because again, this is one, it's one guy and like, his small family. This is not sure. It's 90 yeah. men feels like a little bit of overkill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up all 300 people. Like they were all playing cards last night. Right. And I'm not going to get out the big gun. Cause I don't want to wake everybody up, <laughs> right. but I am going to get 90 of my homies and two little tiny, a little cannons. bit of cannons. Yeah. And so they wheel them over <laughs> to the castle. And I <laughs> don't know what that day. I just picture, you know, like when, when Maple brings a little toy on wheels along, <laughs> yeah. there's like a, a rope or a string. And that's what I, that's how I picture they move these cannons. Playing a little, so. little rope with, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, so inside the castle, Alexander Redmond uh, was at the time Lord of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And he, at the time, he is 68 years old. Oh. This is 1643. That's in, so I did the math. And in today's, in today's numbers, that's 400 years old. <laughs> It is so old. And there were about, there were 10 people inside the castle at the time to defend it. And those people included, but we're not limited to, uh, Alexander Redmond, his two sons. There were two men at arms. And there was, quote, an itinerant tailor who happened to be at work in the hall when the attack took place. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to go, I don't want to go throw in a whole lot of shade on professions in the 1600s but if i'm looking for a guy to have my back in the war the itinerant tailor is probably 
not in my top five. <laughs> Although I will say there is that one Disney where Jack and the Beanstalk thing where Mickey is, I think he's a tailor. I believe he is. And yes. uh, he does a number in that giant. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I guess, I mean, if, if it's going to be, you know, four dudes versus, you know, 90 Englishmen with cannons, you probably are going to need at least one guy to sew you the fuck back up. So that's probably. <laughs> that's true. Like, you wait back here and you get the nice thread out because I'm going to come back with just like half a leg. and I'm Get gonna the need big needle. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> get the big needle. <clears throat> you're not really you're not really uh capitalizing on your opportunity i <laughs> am taking the advice of our listeners actually. i am <laughs> since when what a time to start doing that well i mean if i'm gonna meet a lot of them in a couple months i really need to <laughs> so so aston rolls up to the door and he demands to be let in mm-hmm. and redmond basically told him to fuck off well yeah it's my house Go yeah away. get out of yeah. here like what are you doing and mm-hmm. so a massive gun battle ensued mm-hmm. so the people inside the castle like, are shooting out at them. People outside the yeah. castle are shooting in at them. They have two small cannons. Like, this is going I on. mean, yeah, massive gun battle makes it sound a little bit more two-sided than it probably was at this point. There was a quote from the Wikipedia article that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> that I don't. It is just the whole thing was so insufferable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's Wikipedia, so it's probably true. <laughs> but anyway, so during the battle, Alston, the English... Captain, he realized, actually, his cannons were too small to shoot down the front door. (laughs) And then his luck got a little worse because while he was struggling with his cannons and trying to break down the front door, quote, about half his men abandoned him to pillage the countryside. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been this far away from the garrison before. Look at all this stuff. There's sheep everywhere. (laughs) How many sheep can you carry? I bet I can carry more. Let's go find out. Uh, so he loses half his men who just go to pillage <laughs> on the job. They just wander off. Um, and then plus it got really foggy, which, <laughs> which I guess is a thing that happens a yeah. lot. I'm assume half of you are out there pillaging and not also just lost. So, um, so the fog didn't help. And then while this is all going on, I guess this must have taken a long time, like between the, <laughs> the cannons being bad and people leaving and the fog. Mm-hmm. This battle must have gone on forever because it eventually the the nearest stationed Irish troops heard about what was happening and they were like, "We're going to go help." And they rushed over and <laughs> they got like was, a letter in the mail yeah. and they're like, oh, "Oh, wait, is that is that is that what's going on over there?" Mm. Well, let's write a telegram back just to clarify yeah. some things. <laughs> so they hear about it, so they go over there to help out, and it's still going on when they get there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, oh, anyway, Austin was killed. And only about 30 of his men got away. <laughs> so like 60 of his men were also killed. But Well, I mean, I, a lot of them have to be the pillagers as well. That's right? true. So several of his men yeah. got away on sheep back. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and hightailed back to the garrison, all trying to, all trying to like coordinate their stories. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. We're not going to say... We're not going to say that we should have brought the big cannons. We're not going to say that we got beaten by a wood door. Definitely not. <laughs> and we're not, we're not going to say that the tailor shot Steve. We're definitely not going to say that. <laughs> oh, man. So they they lose, and they go back to their castle, which, again, is within sight of, of the other castle. And so they have to just live with their shame. And at the time, Oliver Cromwell is in charge of the English army, and he's, he's so annoyed because <laughs> he looks so stupid. 
Um, so he comes over and he keeps attacking the castle. There's at least mm-hmm. two more times when he attacked this castle, and every time they were turned away. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like there was never like an army station there, but they were never able to take the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lo- well, here. So here's what. I, so according to the article I read, there <laughs> there was this tradition that if your castle had a hole blown through it from a cannon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you would stop up the hole with sacks of wool. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You Keep- want that water to come on through. Yeah. Keep the drafts out. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Um, and Redmond Hall had so many sacks of wool in its walls that they actually added it to the coat of arms in 1763. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lot of wool. It's a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so so this is all. But again, there is an exhaustive history if you would like to just, just die. Um, feel free. <laughs> I've given you the highlights. Anyway, so the Redmonds owned this property for a long time. But um, Alexander Redmond died a few years after this. While, this ta- while the uh, Irish War was still going on, he died a few years later after the initial onslaught of, uh, of the castle. He died in 1650 or 1651. The war is still going on. Now, Sir Dudley Loftus... No. So Dudley Dudley Loftus. So Dudley Loftus was from England, mm-hmm. and he was quote, as, as all Dudleys are. You obviously, know. <laughs> obviously Dudley Moore, Dudley Loftus, end of Dudleys. Uh, he was from England, and he was quote a planter. That must be a farmer, right? I would have to imagine like a planter of ideas. I don't. I can't imagine. What other planters are He's English? Yeah. Yeah, he's either that or a peanut. Those are the three. You can either planter of ideas, a farmer, or he's or baby a peanut nut. with a top hat. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, there's, that's all there is. If you were a farmer, do you think you'd rather be called a farmer or a planter? Ooh, I think I'd rather be called a farmer because again, I wouldn't want to be confused for the peanut. I, I don't think that's going to work for anybody. It's yeah. going to be very confusing. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dudley Loftus, he was in the war and he did some stuff. He probably killed some innocent Irish people. And for that, he was granted all sorts of lands in County Wexford, where mm-hmm. um, where the Redmond Castle is. And he ended up actually, he, so so he has all this land in county, and he he too sees this castle like all the time from his property. Mm-hmm. So one day he's like, "I'm going to buy that castle." I'm going to buy the castle. He's going to buy the castle. I'm going to buy the, the, the Swiss cheese castle that's made out of sheep at this point, And that's what, I, that's <laughs> that's, what I want. That's what he's got his eye okay. on. <clears throat> so he does. But Alexander Redmond has already passed away, as I said. Um, and, well, okay, so this is going to be confusing. And I'm confused also. But just bear with me for a second. He buys the castle from, quote, several adventurers and soldiers. Now, okay, not, that's it's it's confusing because Redmond Castle was never actually taken by the English, mm-hmm. and Alexander had two sons, mm-hmm. so they theoretically still own the castle. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to assume they had been driven out after their father's death, and who and it, was living there was squatters, yeah. <laughs> several adventurers. Yeah, what the fuck. Uh, I was an adventurer until I found this castle. Then I just became a squatter. Now I'm a dad. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the Redmond family. Oh, and so the Redmond family, after, (laughs) after Loftus purchased the house, the Redmond family um, did speak up and they were like, that's our house. (laughs) Yeah. Like that dude. Yeah. But the courts now that the wars were over, 
um, the English did pretty well in that war, and the courts were English now, and so they were like, actually, it's uh, it's Dudley's castle now. Uh, so they ruled that Loftus could keep it. I'm wondering what it is about this castle that pisses off the British. Like, I, I'm I'm really envisioning there's like, you know, a big uh, England flag with like uh, Calvin pissing on it, like spray painted <laughs> on the outside of this castle. It's on and the mud like, flaps oh, of all the horses. Makes, that makes me so fucking mad seeing Calvin peeing on that. <laughs> It's not impossible that you could see this castle from Wales if mm-hmm. you stood on the coast with binoculars. Did they have when were binoculars invented? Uh, I think I think like per- periscopes and stuff were invented. So like, do you think they used a periscope on land? <laughs> I think I, I I think I think one well, not not uh what's the other one? Not a periscope. Telescope. Telescope. I'm think I'm thinking like pretty much as soon as they invented the telescope, like five and a half seconds later, someone's like, "Oh, what if I put a telescope on each eye?" Oh, it's got to okay. be right. That feels like a no brainer. Yeah, like instantly, instantly, binoculars are invented. The yeah. gods bless me with a with a spare eye, and I have a spare <laughs> telescope. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this map here. I think if you if you stood at this corner of Wales, which is uh, St. David's, Wales, I think you could probably uh, see this castle. It's r- mm. it is right on the uh, the coast here. Yeah, you might not even need a periscope. <laughs> I would say you probably don't want to use a periscope. <laughs> that would be cumbersome. Um, so anyway, so I don't know what it is about this castle, but they they hate it. So Sir Dudley Loftus owns the, he owns a castle now, mm-hmm. but he doesn't move into it because it's a terrible castle. <laughs> so he just owns it. But in 1666, his son, Henry Loftus does move in hmm. and he actually made it the primary residence of his family and therefore changed the name of it from Redmond Hall to Loftus Hall, mm. which is what it's known by today. Interestingly, this is, it, it took, a long time for that new name to catch up. Like, I don't know how naming a place works, but this has been Redmond Hall since since the 12th century. Hmm. And this was 1666. So he named it. He's like, this is Loftus Hall now. And he made a stone that said something like, in this year, Henry Loftus has made this Loftus Hall. Hmm. And people were like, that's eh, Redmond Hall still. <laughs> yeah. And it took like 20 <laughs> years where people were like, okay, fine. It's Loftus yeah. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's, yeah, it's like, um, yeah. How long is it gonna take before people stop calling it Sears Tower? Oh, that'll Chicago. never happen. I mean, like I, I but really. But Chicagoans are a spiteful people, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> famously and beautifully so. Yes. Right. Whereas the Irish just kind of let things fall off their back, you know. <laughs> it's getting better. The further we go, it is getting better. I will admit. Um. So so Henry moves in and changes the name. Now the castle, as we've noted, is not in good shape. There's lots of wool in the walls. Mm-hmm. And he carries out a lot of repairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a pretty good job, but it was still not a great place to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's a real fixer upper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like 20 foot stone walls on the, uh, on the Irish shore mm. with no electricity, no plumbing, no nothing. It's mm. yeah, it's brutal. Anyway, a hundred years pass. And (laughs) this is what I love about doing things in like the UK is like time means nothing there. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's the year 900. And then a few years later, it's the year 1800 and Mm. nothing has changed. Um, So a hundred years pass. Now, Charles Tottenham moves into the castle. Okay. He has married a woman named Anne Loftus. 
Oh, uh, okay. So okay. Anne is okay. the heir. She's not the yeah. She's not the heir because you can't be because right. you know, she's a woman. But she is girl. part of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Nicholas Loftus in 1752, a few years earlier, I guess her father, he had uh, he had he'd laid down the law. He said anyone who wants to marry into this family, he must have had only girls. He said anyone mm-hmm. who marries into this family, any man who marries in must change his name to Loftus if he wishes to inherit the castle. Oh, uh, this is like a real like 90s sitcom, you know, subplot here. I like <laughs> That's this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles Tottenham is like, yeah, I love money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll become a Loftus. <laughs> so he marries Anne and then he changes his name to Charles Loftus. And so he is now going to inherit the castle. Mm-hmm. What a, and how she like, so she's actually blood. Yep. This idiot is like, I'll marry you, and if I take your name, now it's my castle, and you can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> what a world. So that happens, and Charles and Anne had six children. Hmm. They had four boys and two girls, and the girls were named Elizabeth and Anne. Uh, but eventually, of course... They'll in, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, I must have... Like, so we're going to focus on one of the children. I didn't read about whether or not others died. I... Mm. I assume I mean, all of either. them probably did, yeah. except this other one. Anyway, um, but his wife does die for sure. She become mm. Anne becomes sick and dies. And two years after her death, Charles marries a woman named Jane Cliff, who, as I'm sure you just kind of assume, mm. is his first cousin. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, but he, he still gets to live in the castle. Oh, it's his now. Well, yeah, but like, but well, I I, I guess assume he has father. Yeah, the father-in-law's got to be dead at this point then. Because, I mean, you got to figure, you know, that's kind of kind of part of it. You know, you marry into this family, and then if, you know, your link into this family dies, then. Sorry. I don't think so, because. You got to go. Who else are they going to leave it to? If there's no other males to leave it to, then the castle goes to the crown, I guess. The sheep? The crown? <laughs> I... The sheep. <laughs> 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 we we made this castle what it is today. <laughs> we claim this castle in the name of our ancestors, whose wool stuffed so many sacks. We are on the coat of arms. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? We stuff sacks all day long. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's so stupid. That's the new stupidest thing I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> um. So, so yeah, he gets to live at the castle. It's his. It's it's his castle now. Sure. So he marries his cousin Jane. Mm-hmm. And Charles and Jane live together with whatever children remain, including mm-hmm. Anne, his youngest mm-hmm. daughter. This is where the ghost comes in. If in case you're wondering, oh, this okay. is- <laughs> I was say, it's, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking at the timestamp of my recording. I'm thinking we haven't even mentioned ghosts at this point. No, how far are we? Uh... I'm at 42 minutes. Oh boy, so. let's get to it, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is my biggest concern, by the way, about C2E2 is that mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. We only have one hour. I don't mm-hmm. know how to make a story that will fit in that time slot. Eh, it's either going to be know. way too long or way too short. <laughs> <laughs> Come see us at C2E2 for real yeah. adventure. Do you want to see us get dragged out of a stage? Come to C2E2. <laughs> anyway, um, one night in the year 1775, Charles and Anne and Jane were just like kicking it at home, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. And a big storm blew in. Now, again, they're on a peninsula. There's lots of ships around. Storms mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. It's Ireland. Lots of bad weather. <laughs> if you don't want storms, don't come to Ireland. 
you know, is what I, that's on their flag. <laughs> and <laughs> and a ship arrives unexpectedly at Hook Peninsula, mm. blown off course by the storm and, and not mm. wanting to sail further. Sure. A young man hops off the ship and he goes up to the castle and he asks for shelter from the storm. Now, this is where I would like to break in and say it takes several people to, to man a ship. Yeah. But like, he is the only one who comes to the castle. The other poor bastards had to stay on the ship, I guess, <laughs> which sucks. I mean, this this sounds like a pretty dicey situation to begin with. Like, oh, yeah, I I, I, I need to, you know, my, my, my ship is broke down outside. I, I just need someplace to stay for the night. Just you? Like on the whole ship? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally me. Nobody else is involved in this at That's all. That's fine. I promise. Yeah, You're, it's, it's totally fine. cool. Well, you're, we're, this, this will make sense soon, I think. <laughs> so anyway, so this young man comes up and uh, he's a charmer and oh, okay. everyone likes him. Charles likes him. Jane likes him. And mm-hmm. Anne, the daughter, mm-hmm. she really likes him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. She okay. really okay. likes him. Ah, uh, really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a, yeah. he's a handsome young man. Mm-hmm. He's very Most charming. His teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his teeth are mangled, but not so badly that he's British mangled. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're like <laughs> pop star, like British pop star mangled, yeah. not like British iron worker mangled. So <laughs> that's it's... right. They're One Direction mangled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many listeners from the United Kingdom we've lost <laughs> in our time. It's, it's like we do this a lot, um, and well deserved. So he, so <laughs> the stranger and Anne become, um, according to the article, quote. Very close. Mm. Everyone liked him so much that he stays for several days. And over the course of this time, man, he and Anne spend a lot of time together. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all in the up and up. And there's Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, they're never left alone together. But there's something brewing there. Sure. Anne is, uh, she's interested. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? She's game. She's game. That's a good good way of saying it, Patrick. Thank you. (laughs) She... My notes said, oh, she would like to be bedded by this man. <laughs> well, that's more than but game. You, uh, sorry. You, uh, you, you said it, though. <laughs> so anyway, so he's there for a while. So one night during his stay, the four of them, so Charles and Jane and Anne and the stranger, mm-hmm. um, they're all playing cards in the game room. Mm-hmm. The stranger was dealing, and he dealt mm-hmm. everyone three cards. When he dealt Anne her third card, it went slipping off the table. Mm-hmm. This is a relatable story because I have played cards before and I can never deal cards directly to a person. <laughs> so I get it. I just put the deck in the middle of the table. I'm like, everyone takes three cards. I don't want to. But I'm watching. Make sure you take yeah. one. <clears throat> yeah. So card goes off the table and bends down to pick up the card. Mm-hmm. And when she does, she looks underneath the table to look at his ankles, you know. Sure. Catch yeah, that. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When she does that, she sees that. He has a cloven foot. Like a horse? More like a goat, I think. I don't think horses okay. have, horses have uh, famously, I think, not a cloven foot. Mm, they have a foot okay. that is fully, fully rounded. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Yes, I see what you mean. Yes. yes. Um, One cloven foot. Or, well, or she, she sees only one, one foot. Okay, and and she's cloven. like, that one's cloven, and I'm the willing one's to bet. Probably cloven. More than likely. And if it's not, likely. that's not better. You know? Yeah. 
any any cloven feet is too many cloven feet. <laughs> this is going to be sorry. a problem. Yeah, any number of cloven feet is the wrong number of cloven feet. And uh, yeah, I do regret to inform you, Patrick. You don't seem to know this, but um, mm-hmm. a man with a cloven foot—that is, his name is is Satan. That's the yeah, devil. I, yeah, okay. yep. Or the guy from Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. But oh, it's, it's Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, that's yeah, right. it could be it Mr. Could Tum- be. Yeah, was yeah. he wearing a scarf? I don't yeah. know. That wasn't in the notes. Did he bring a tin of Turkish delight? <laughs> I don't know. So Anne stands up and she mm-hmm. says, "You have a cloven foot." <laughs> oh, like no, yeah. Yeah, she has no chill. She has at no all about chill whatsoever. Yeah. And the man went, <laughs> ah! <laughs> he, he jumps up from the table and he turns into a ball of fire and shoots up through the ceiling, blasts through the ceiling, mm-hmm. and disappears in a cloud of smoke. So now there's a hole in their ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like the holes in the wall were fine. I can shove sheep in there. I can't get a sheep to stick in the in the roof. I'm sorry. I don't know how that works. And one source I read said that they couldn't ever repair the hole in the ceiling. Every time they tried mm-hmm. to repair, it would fall. But I I couldn't. It, it didn't seem like a very reliable source, so I don't want to add that. But it seems like some yeah, you know, like some contractor complaints. Like I don't know, yeah. man. I, I, I threw some shit <laughs> I don't up know, there. Give me another 500 down. pounds, yeah. and we'll see. But <laughs> give me another 500 pounds. We'll see what happens. Now. How many of those are you going to cut out whenever the episode's over, by the way? None of them. <laughs> I'm just going to recut the whole episode so it's only those. It's, it's only Irish. I'm going to recut the whole episode so I say everything I say oh. now but in an Irish accent. So this happens and Anne snaps. Yeah, I could see it being, being a turning point. Right yeah, it's a very, yeah. It, it has a very powerful effect on her for sure. Um, and Charles is like, her dad is like, Anne, you got to calm down. Like this, this happens. <laughs> it's the 18th century and yeah. be serious. Yeah. <laughs> this is normal. And she's like, dad, the devil was here and I love him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is really, it's upsetting for her. Yeah. And he's gone. I don't know. Like he's gone too. Well, that is a problem for her as we'll see. And so she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she gets hysterical. Um, and Charles and Jane decide, okay, Anne is not dealing with this well. There's only mm-hmm. one thing to do with her. We have to lock her in the tapestry room for the rest of her life. <laughs> they said because the, she is... With the bones of the tailor. I'm sorry. That's where you have to go. <laughs> uh, they, lo- <laughs> they locked her in the tapestry room because she was too, quote, shocked and vulnerable for the outside world. I mean, like, does, is nobody else even remotely is alarmed by the devil visiting them and disappearing in the you fall of flame. You would think that everyone would be like, yeah, we got to yeah. get out of here. I would, be, I would be in fucking line at the therapist along with all of my family members. Like, no, I'm going first. No, no, <laughs> I'm going first. But I guess by now these are all probably English people, right? So they're, they got that stiff upper lip thing going on. Like, oh, that's true. Oh, yes, yeah. Devil. Hmm. Well, yeah. It's gone now, isn't he? <laughs> Best patch the roof, I suppose. Mm. Keep calm. And would you like to come to the tapestry room? Come take a look. All right. Thank you. Bring the shackles, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, nice having you as a daughter. Goodbye. Lock. Um, so they lock Anne in the tapestry room. Now, here's what I'll say for them. The, <laughs> the tapestry room was Anne's favorite room in the house. So in a way, hey. yeah, oh, I, that's fine. So Still. it's pretty good. It's not like they locked yeah. in her bedroom. They were like, does right. she like her bedroom? Well, she likes her bed, but does she like the bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> what she likes is the tapestry room. Mm-hmm. 
And so, <laughs> you know, Charles like, this is great. Uh, she'll be happy in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also no one has to see that we have a, a um, stark raving mad daughter. Yeah. Or they'll see, you know, no one will see our shitty tapestries either. Which <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so is, is, is a tapestry, uh, pardon my ignorance, is, is a tapestry room um, a room full of tapestries or a room where tapestries are manufactured? That's, I, that's my question. It's a good question. I would assume tapestry room is where the tapestries hang. Mm-hmm. It's a good, and it, Monty Python though leads me to believe that <laughs> tapestries are all over the castle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but I can't imagine there's a room like on the main floor where you have like someone making tapestries. Like that feels like. They got to come from somewhere though. Like mud hut work, you know? <laughs> it's a slab hut down, down the road. That's where all the tapestries come from. That's right. Uh, but like, okay, but in the tapestry room, do you put the good tapestries in there? Or do you put like the tapestries that like grandma gave you for Christmas in there, you know? Oh, God. <clears throat> it's one or the other for sure. It's either yeah. like the showcase tapestries to like, mm-hmm. this is the tapestry room. Yeah. Or it's like. And this is the tapestry room. Go, yeah, you know, yeah. this is where we find yeah. out. Oh, another tapestry. Mm-hmm. How, how lovely. Thank you. It's, yeah, okay. you just throw it in the tapestry room. That's fine. That's uh, fine. Don't bother so Anne. She's uh, <laughs> just, just slide it under the door. Anne's not due to come out for another few years. Just slide her on under the door. Um. So I don't know the answer to any of your questions. Excellent. Great. <laughs> um. We do have some some. Uh, some English listeners, though. Hey, if you know what a tapestry room is and the best use for it, <laughs> send us an email to isitsaghost at gmail.com, and that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll wait. It's fine. Yeah, we will wait on... We won't do another episode until we hear what a tapestry room <laughs> so is So it's up someone. to you guys. Really. <laughs> we hope you respond to threats. Um. So anyway, so Anne, Anne spends the rest of her life sitting in this window in the tapestry room and she has her knees to her chin, staring out the window, looking out at the mm-hmm. sea, and she's waiting for the stranger to return. Now, Anne knows this is the devil, mm-hmm. but he had such a hold on her. Well, and also, I mean, anyone to get out of the tapestry room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, any, I, mean, I mean, of all the people <clears throat> in this story, there's only yeah. one who didn't lock her in the tapestry room, <laughs> and it's Satan. <laughs> so, it's looking pretty good. Uh. So she's locked in there for over a year and they only like, un- they really only unlocked the door to give her food and water mm-hmm. or like what I made or whatever, you know, I don't know. Until she calms the fuck down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Until she gets normal again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now after time, so she stops eating and drinking because she's just so despondent and mm-hmm. that that's not a good way to stay alive. And so therefore n- not long after that decision, mm-hmm. She dies. Oh. Um, okay, so the house continues to be passed down to Loftuses. <laughs> Loftus. Uh, and in 1872, about 100 years later, John Loftus is refurbishing the house. Mm-hmm. Now, he does a great job. He mm-hmm. really does it up. He takes down yeah. walls and everything, like total gut rehab. Mm-hmm. Wainscoting puts up wainscoting, maybe. Oh God, wainscoting is so nice, right? You want that? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, be really nice. Um, He's probably one of those rooms where like all these giant portraits hang Mm -hmm. below each other on ribbons. Yeah, I don't. You ever watch? uh, um, Probably not. What's (laughs) what's the upstairs downstairs people thing? Oh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You ever watched yeah. Downton Abbey? I do not. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, uh, they've got like every every period piece has these rooms where they're just these giant portraits of people, and they're mm-hmm. all hung like on a ribbon mm-hmm. vertically. And there's so many mm-hmm. of them. I don't know. All right. Well, fuck off. I <laughs> anyway. So he burns that room, and <laughs> then he gets on. <laughs> so that's gone now. But so he's doing a whole gut rehab, and when he takes down one wall. A wall in the tapestry room. Mm-hmm. He finds the remains, the skeletal remains, of an infant stashed Ooh. and sealed up there. Because Hang Patrick, on. the devil, was, was Anne pregnant with the devil's seed. The devil <laughs> had returned for Anne. They had trysts in that room. Wow. She became impregnated with the devil's mm-hmm. seed. <laughs> it went from the tapestry room to the tapinet room. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's right. You are so sad you didn't have that in your notes, aren't I you? I am regretting my lots of choices right now. <laughs> um so that happened, and she had his baby, and the and shoved it into the wall. Well, which it doesn't seem like a great thing for the baby. That, that's <laughs> not where babies thrive. Yeah, for sure, they need sunlight, and you know, even Irish babies, even <laughs> even Irish devil babies, do not thrive in the wall. I need to yeah. go into the wall. <laughs> please, mom, please. I don't like it out here. Uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> God, so. She did not make the decision to put the baby into the okay, wall. Okay, 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 that's fair. But she has a baby, and of course, that takes time, about mm-hmm. nine months or so. Yeah, although with the devil's seed, who knows? Uh, is know. true, I suppose, mm-hmm. in theory. Um, <laughs> we'll never know. I, I don't, there's no documentation. Yeah. But, uh, so her, so Charles and, and his cousin <laughs> are seeing this happen. They see her get pregnant, and she's been locked mm-hmm. in this room, so, like, they know what's going on. The devil has yeah. come back and impregnated her. Sure. And so when the baby is born, Charles and Jane um, killed the baby or had it killed and uh, bricked mm-hmm. it up in the walls there in hopes that Satan wouldn't come back for it. Mm-hmm. Now, Seems like, like a bad idea when Satan's involved. I mean, he's going to figure that one out. It's... It's such a He's- weird thing because on the one <laughs> hand, if your daughter mm-hmm. birthed the child of Satan, mm-hmm. I understand the desire to do something about that. Yeah. That I've seen seems- Rosemary's baby. I know yeah, how this works. It right. doesn't turn out so good for anybody That's involved. Right. I get that. Uh, but yeah. Although I, I guess Rosemary's Baby hadn't come out by this time, so maybe they don't. Know. I don't <laughs> had it not. I don't. I don't know movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> bit of a tangent. I apologize. Um, I but they they didn't know what to do, so sure. they just they were like, let's put it in the wall. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's, that seems pretty good. None of these parenting books go over any of these very specific scenarios here. So. Yeah. So we'll just do that now. And that, so when they, when they took the baby and put it in the wall, that yeah. is apparently when Anne stopped eating and drinking. And yeah, that I is, see that. yeah, that yeah. led to her death. It is said. <laughs> that was in the article. I just feel like if you're going to say that, you got to say it like that. It is said. That when she died, 
sitting in the window with her knees mm-hmm. under her chin as she was mm-hmm. wont to do. They could not straighten her body because her muscles had seized. And so she was buried in the same sitting position in which she had died. Probably cheaper that way. I think so. Smaller box. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice. Seems pretty straightforward. Little hat box, and you're good. Yep. Um. <laughs> now, uh, but after her death, her family started seeing her ghost wandering around the grounds mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. This is someone with some unfinished business. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of deserve to get haunted at this point. Oh, That's, for sure. Yeah. I am glad that it's not just like no on tours. People see the ghost. Like I like that. Yeah. It's her dad is seeing her ghost. Yeah, that feels like some 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 good vengeance there. Mm-hmm. So they they see her haunting the grounds and they are freaked out by this. Mm-hmm. They know that she's dead, so seeing her is disturbing to them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so they call in the local priest, Father Broders. Mm-hmm. Now, Father Broders is called in, of course, to do an exorcism of the house and ground. So he starts going around. He's doing an exorcism of the whole place and doing the blessings. Mm-hmm. But he goes into the house. He's doing the rooms in the house. But he finds himself unable to extend the right of the exorcism to the tapestry room. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some powerful juju going on in there. Yeah, the devil's got a pretty hold, pretty good, yeah. pretty strong hold there for sure. <laughs> so he tells them, like, look, I got the rest of the house covered, but yeah. uh, this room, uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna knock ten percent off the bill because I don't because <laughs> this room is just right. proper fucked. So, and speaking of that bill, you yeah. have cash or because I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. We can do like an indulgences thing if you want to. But <laughs> you ever heard of heaven? At uh, some it's point, pretty good. And but you need some cash. Yes, for sure. So he can't do the exorcism in the room. So her ghost remains, and they, the the father and uh, and his cousin, are haunted by her for the rest of their lives. Good for them. Yeah, that's nice. Take that. Yeah. The problem is visitors today are also haunted by Anne's ghost. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. In the age of the internet, I mean, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you don't have to you go know. there. You can go somewhere yeah. else. Can, exactly. There sure are sign up. 20 million castles <laughs> in this part of the world. Yeah. You can go to a different one. Yeah. You can go to the one that doesn't have the devil's seed buried inside of one of the walls anytime you want. That's right. The Blarney Stone one? That one's not that bad. I went to that you one know. once. Yeah. And I kissed the Blarney Stone. Mm-hmm. And soon after, I had an Irish person tell me, you know they piss on that like every night, right? Just for the <laughs> tourists. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's probably true. Damn it. <laughs> and that's what we call bad luck. Um anyway, so uh so visitors will still see Anne's ghost today. Many have felt the evil presence of the devil himself, who sometimes returns to this I this I mean it's gotta be like an outpost, right? Like if you can't exercise the devil from this one room, mm-hmm. if the devil's like, I'm gonna hang out in Ireland for a while, this is like a good place for him to just chill. Just go. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this seems like a like a, a place for a bit of R and R, you know, for for the old uh, for old Satan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like a big metropolitan type area, obviously. Right. So you're not going to get a lot of reach there. But and he's yeah, not looking. A- but he's not looking for like sun. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> he's got it yeah. plenty, you know, plenty warm. <laughs> so he's like, where can I go to get it nice and wet and dreary and terrible <laughs> i want it wet but also still yeah. terrible that's where i'm comfortable and he's like how about that place in ireland that i got mm-hmm. so that's his airbnb now and um so people are still haunted there and every once in a while patrick 
Anne's ghost will be captured in a photo. Oh, my gosh. In orb form, perhaps? Would you like to see a photo of Anne's ghost, Patrick? I would love to see a photo of Anne's ghost. Nothing would make me happier. Well, let me share my screen real quick. Okay, so this is the photo as it was taken. As it was taken. Okay, that's how most photos appear. <laughs> Shut <So>. up. <laughs> um, no ghost apparent here. This right, is, yeah. but this is uh this is the the main part of uh in case you were curious. Mm. This is the castle? Yeah, it's it doesn't look very castle like. I mean, it looks a bit more librarianish than I was it's expecting. It's more library than there's Downton a, Abbey for sure. There's a lot more glass on the front of it than I expect from Not down here. Castles. Not on ground True. level. It's like they made windows here and they very quickly learned like we shouldn't put windows here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know those small cannons just shoot right through the windows? <laughs> they just went right yeah. there. We have we don't have enough wool. We yeah. have a lot of sheep, not that much sheep. <laughs> So this is the photo taken. I want you to kind of narrow your vision to this area here. The front door. Yep. Yeah, where all the people are walking in. Yeah. See this? Is is that actually a window over there? Okay. Uh We'll zoom in. How about we zoom in? Yeah, let's enhance a little bit. Enhance a little bit. Oh. You will see. Okay. This image Mm -hmm. of this girl with what appears to be a a period dress with a high collar here and uh, Mm -hmm. dress. And then behind her, potentially, mm-hmm. an old woman, or a, a rotted or, melon, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know, the ghost of a melon that was uneaten. Maybe the, the yeah, like an like the uh, uh, the arm of a chair. Her favorite too. chair. I mean, it's yeah, it could be. Good yeah. So this, yeah. I this part, I'm that's, not, I'm that's fine. But this, yeah. mm-hmm. this very seems much. to be very much a girl. Very much. Who's watching people? And so this is not the only photo, but this is kind of one of the most famous photos. Of uh, of what appears to be Anne Loftus wow. looking at people going into her room saying, why, why, why are you coming here? This, <laughs> this was horrible what? for me. Please leave. Did I not explain? This is where we keep the shitty tapestries. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the good I, ones over you the must fire. Think, you must think this is where we keep the nice ones. I'm so, yeah. I should have made that very clear in the Wikipedia <laughs> article about my life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And uh, and so she's still there, and she's still haunting everything. And if you want to go check it out, Patrick, or dear mm-hmm. listeners, I have good news for you. So Loftus House has it's 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 been passed down. Um, it was passed down for a while, but then it was just it just changed hands. Like the family gave up. There's no more mm-hmm. Loftuses there. It was sold to people who sold it to people. Sold it to people. It's been just like jumping around. And the people who own it now are rehabbing it again. Mm-hmm. With plans to make it into a luxury hotel. Oh, I'm shocked. So totally stunned. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> May want to put those windows back in on the main floor. Just a hint, just a thought. You know, a lot of people on the first floor building they like to see outside. It's 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 a neat feature. But if you think about it in Downton Abbey terms, it's like downstairs people versus upstairs people. And this is mm. like. Lifting it up one level. So this is like super luxury. Like you, yeah. <laughs> most places have two levels. We have three levels. So you can stay on the third level and the basement mm-hmm. people can stay on the main floor, but we do mm-hmm. block out all the lights. Mm-hmm. And we have, we, have a, we have a super persecuted group of people that does actually live in the <laughs> They're basement. still down yeah. in the basement. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and they are slimy and we don't give them clothes and they don't have a language. They are the worst. <laughs> 
Anyway, if you like this podcast, <laughs> this is a great time for you to please go and give us a review. Um, we have so many more listeners than we do have reviews, which um, I'm not sure how that works. Most of you aren't doing it. Yeah. It would just be really nice if you would go and just leave us leave us five stars somewhere. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to write words. I don't think you just like click five stars. Yeah. If your impulse is to click one star, you can continue to not. If you want, like that's fine. We don't need we don't need the kind of energy. No, no, no. We don't no. In, and actually, we I, this isn't us talking, but we were we were we didn't want to get into this, but um, Patrick and I were visited by three ghosts not long ago. So that anyone who gives us a one star review will be haunted by them forever. So I mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it, for your safety. Like that's probably not a good way to go. But if you want to do five stars, then mm-hmm. they'll probably leave you alone, and that would be that would be good. Um. We have a website, is this a ghost.com. If you have a ghost story or just comments about how uh, how how this is going, <laughs> you can send them to is this a ghost at gmail.com. If you are British, uh, we would like to Sorry. apologize. I, yeah, 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 I think it's, that that's was, an ongoing that thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, a problem. Well, I wouldn't it, say it's mostly clean, but I would say <laughs> that um, that we did your, uh, your accent a lot of justice. And to mm-hmm. Ireland, I would say the same thing. So you're welcome. But if mm-hmm. you uh, take issue with them, um, all things that we say, uh, that that's going to keep happening probably, but we do like yeah. you a lot. So thank you for yeah. your time and attention. And again, let us know via five-star review what uh, we didn't like about it. That's and, right. And uh, yeah, just work on it for next week. That's right. We'll see you next week on Is This a Ghost? 